Thanks for joining us for this edition of Forward Church Online. Today's podcast was recently recorded at one of our live worship experiences. We hope you enjoy today's message. Now prepare your heart to hear a word from God today. excited. Come on now. Y'all want to dance again? Just fire back up? Okay. All right, we're going to get started. Um, again, as Pastor Weber said, we've got uh, quite, a, quite a testimony. Um, but, you know, I was, I was in studies and kind of preparing, and, you know, I just don't want to spend 30 minutes talking about what I used to be or what I did do. So it's going to be more of like a test to preach, if that's all right with you. Okay, we're going to go that route. Uh, I'll give you pieces of it, but I'm I'm more interested in what he's doing and is still going to do than to take 30 minutes of your time to hear about what an idiot I used to be. I can sum that up in about 30 seconds. So we're gonna we're gonna skip a little bit of that. Okay, I'll, I'll spare you some of the details. Um, plus, we got kids in the room, man. <laughs> we're gonna skip some of that. Um, I don't have a whole lot. I did prepare just a few notes. Um, I know it may look like a lot. It's not going to take me long. I've already went through all these. They're in order, so it's uh, it's. Uh, you guys don't have anywhere to go. For a little bit, yeah? No? Okay. I'm kidding. These are my real notes. We'll use these. Um, so let me let me begin by saying, man, God is good. Uh, the the video that that Bradley. Uh, put on to to introduce you know tonight's message was was unplanned and unscripted but man it fits exactly in to to the way my life has been and some of what you'll hear in a little bit because I am I am absolutely a person in front of you that that has played the character of both of those men sitting on the bench and I can tell you that the guy giggling and laughing uh, when you when you get through some of those things you get through overcoming some of the obstacles, some of the disadvantages, some of those self-inflicted wounds, right? Because we all, some of these things, we bring it on ourselves. That doesn't mean we don't have to go through it, uh, but we can get there. So, you know, the, the big focus that I want to talk about tonight is, is more of an encouragement for what's in front of you. Uh, we've all got stuff behind us, you know, but I, I want you to know that there is absolutely hope for you. Uh, there was hope for me, um, and, and Cole, there is not any unqualified people sitting in here tonight. So that, that book will bring good words to you, but you are qualified, brother. You are absolutely qualified, okay? One thing we're going to talk about is being an overcomer. Uh, the Word says that we're overcomers by the word of our testimony, so I'll give you just a little bit of that. Um, I uh, did the whole everything was good, I live like I want to live, do what I want to do, um, I was not much older than, than some of you guys sitting right here. I just turned 18 uh, years old, about three weeks, um, when, when I found myself at a party, 2, 3 o'clock in the morning. Um, everything was good, nobody doing anything that, that uh, you know, wasn't encouraged and, and participants in. But I, I got in some stuff that I shouldn't have been in that night, which landed me uh, in a whole lot of trouble on the legal side that still, you know, 18 years later, it, it's still comes up every now and then and wants to wants to peek out for a long time i i really battled with you know just the self-doubt and the 
I deserve what I'm getting. I shouldn't have been there. I shouldn't have done what I did. It's my fault, and now I have to live in this box. And I, I want to share with you that you absolutely do not have to be there. You don't have to be anywhere that you don't decide to be uh, when it comes to your future and, and how you respond to the obstacles that life is absolutely going to throw at you. It's going to happen. There's nothing any of us, parents, fathers, mothers, preachers, none of us can keep you from going through those things. But what we can do is we can be living testimonies in front of you. We can encourage you through some of our own pain uh, and heartache and the testimony so that we make this word of God true when it says that we are overcomers by the word of our testimony. So we'll share just a little bit um, of some of that with you guys. We all have past disappointments. Uh, I mean, literally, some of your worst fears is that some of us will find out some of the things that you've done before. Amen? You know, there's a lot of us, man. I mean, you know, Sister Sally ain't the same if you knew what she used to be before the sister got added to When she was just Sally, whoo, total different person, man. Total different person. You know, chick was cool to hang out with, but you didn't want to know about her in church. You know what I mean? Not the same. No, so we, we have to understand that we can, we can move on from, I'm sorry, that's a different Sally. That's, that's my fault right there. Yeah, my bad. Yeah, you're good, you're good, man, you're all right. Yeah, I, see, in my notes, I had Susie, I think. So, okay, I lost those, so I'm going to go back to these notes. So, uh, you know, the, uh, the determining factor um, isn't what others say about us, right? Because we can, you know, we can all be talked about. We can be put down for our past or, or things that we've done. We can be ridiculed and judged and all those things that are uncomfortable. Um, but the determining factor is what you believe. What you believe about you and what you believe about your future and what you can have. And for, for me, that was it. I found in the Word of God that it said... I am an overcomer, that I am a conqueror, and I am a child of the Most High God. And I just decided I was going to believe that, that I may have done some things that were there, and if you want to look at that, you're welcome to. But I will not live in that bubble anymore. I will not live like the guy that you think I should be because of what I did. How insane would that be, right? So there, there are things out there. The, the self-doubt was one of the bigger things. I, I've shared, Stephen and I were, were talking at the marriage conference on some stuff. And it, it's such a reality that, you know, self-doubt is not something that just weak and shallow people go through. You know, for, for a lot of you, uh, to some, I'm a pretty confident guy, can go anywhere, talk to anybody. It would amaze you at the, at the number of times that I've been just so afraid to speak or to be the one that, that initiated that conversation. It used to didn't be like that because I lived in such a cage uh, with self-doubt and unworthiness and I, you know, unqualified. You know, and, and we can find through the word that, that we absolutely do not have to live in that box. We do not have to be shell-shocked and, and put in this, this cage. So in, in Romans chapter 15, verses 2 and 3, you'll find there um, that... Part of us as believers is to, to lift up, to edify, right? So when, when you see your brother maybe going through something or, or sister or what have you, it's, it's our job as believers to lift them up, to remind them, hey, that doesn't matter. Psalms 103 said that he's cast my sin as far as the east is from the west to not be remembered again. So you can dwell on it all you want to, but I will not, and he won't either. So we're, we're going to move on. But as, as Christians, it's our job to uplift and to edify 
Uh, Romans 15, verse 2 and 3 says, Each of us should please our neighbors for their good, to build them up. For even Christ did not please himself, but as it is written, uh, the insults of those who insult you have fallen on me. Well, what he's saying there is, I'll, I'll take that. The insults of those who, who throw those things at you, don't worry about them. They're not going to land on you. I'll take those. Those will, those will come to me. So as, as Christians, we can lift up our brothers, our sisters. We can help them. One of the things that I, I want to look at, too, is how that limits them, um, how it limits us when we begin to feel that way and when we begin to think those things and we think that we're not good enough, we're not worthy, we, we shouldn't have some of these things um, I'm reminded, Pastor Dennis spoke a, a couple of weeks back, one of the, the things that I jotted down was, it, it was uh, Psalms 78, verses 40, 41, and it was talking about how the Israelites, while, while being out there, they limited God, and I thought, wow, they limited God, and I kind of, my ADD kicked in, I got distracted, I don't know what else you said that day, but I know that their unbelief limited what God had intended for them, and so you know, that, that was in there, but the, the scripture itself, just to give it to you so you don't know that I made that up, uh, it says, how often they rebelled against him in the wilderness and grieved him in the wasteland. Again and again, they put to the test, they vexed the Holy One of Israel, okay? Their unbelief derailed the plan that he had. He literally had more stuff he wanted to do for them, but he couldn't do it because their unbelief stopped it. It stopped the whole process, and that's exactly where some of us in here maybe are now, some have been. I know for me, I have been. I'm not there anymore. I don't have that. I know I can, and I will. And if you don't think so, doubt it from the side. Don't be in front of me while you're doing that, because I'm going where I say I'm going. Amen? Let's get some of that every now and then. Any linemen in the house? Anybody want to clear a hole for me? Cole was kind of looking at me like, oh, you're pointing the wrong way. You better, <laughs> better run somewhere else. Um, but notice... Notice what the scripture says, that to limit God wasn't because others didn't believe in these people. It didn't say that because the other people didn't believe in the Israelites, God was limited. It didn't say that at all. What it said, it said their unbelief. You're the only one that can limit what God has intended for you. Only you. It doesn't matter what I think about you, what anybody else says. You can limit what he says or, or what he has intended for you. You know, there was a wise man, very wise man one time that said, uh, you got to keep on keeping on, you know. Um, actually, wait, that was Joe Dirt. I'm sorry, I mixed that. Joe Dirt said that. But, I mean, the good, you know, dude's pretty smart, so let's go with it. Keep on keeping on. Um, you know, there, there comes a point in life, and, and for me it was during that point where I just had to decide that, man, this is it. I've had enough. I'm not, I'm not being beaten anymore. I'm not feeling like I shouldn't be places or I can't take part or I'm not worthy. I'm not doing that anymore. You know, there comes a point where you decide how the battle's going to end, right? Uh, people of faith have an advantage, though, because we know that victory is ahead. If you are a person of faith and, and of real faith, one that believes and expects, then you know that victory is in front of you. And so if you stop or if you're derailed, then it's because your unbelief limited what God had intended for you. It's the only other explanation for that, right? Um, you know, I, I, Bradley and I were sharing some texts today, and, and it was just kind of one of those things that just kind of flies out. And then as I, I'm, I was sitting there going through the notes, and, and I thought, you know, that's pretty, that's pretty right on. We were just, I just asked him, was he feeling well? Was he sick? And you know, he said, yeah, he's, he's getting better. He's whipping it. 
And, and I replied back, I said, you know, winners win, which those who know me know I say that all the time. Winners win, man. We win. It doesn't mean it may not take me longer. It doesn't mean I may not have to fight a couple extra rounds, but I will win because I am a winner. And that's what winners do. Winners win. If they didn't, they'd be called losers, right? <laughs> kind of, <laughs> I'm not pointing any of y'all out, okay? Uh, but as, as I got to thinking about that, I thought, you know, it, it reminded me um, of a, a boxing match. And so, you know, my mind went back to 1974, which was really difficult because I wasn't born until 79. So that was quite miraculous <laughs> that I was able to get back there. But fortunately, I have a friend at Google, and he was able to give me the information that I was looking for. But it, it reminded me of the rope-a-dope. Anybody in here ever heard of the rope-a-dope? Anybody know what that is? Right? It was Muhammad Ali, George Foreman. Yeah, this thing up here is on the screen behind me. <laughs> but the rope-a-dope, so as I'm, I'm kind of Googling that because I more just want to know the date of when that happened so, so I can share with it. Um, but during that fight, you know, kind of the, the story behind it was, was it was Ali and Foreman, and this is the same George Foreman that makes the really good hamburgers now. long time ago, he was, he was quite the boxer. Okay, so some of the young kids were like, what is a hamburger dude doing fighting Muhammad Ali? I don't, I don't get it. Yeah, so it, it was, uh, but it was one of those, you know, the rope-a-dope is one of the most famous boxing matches um, in history. And so as I Googled that, I thought, I'll be dang. There's literally a definition for rope-a-dope, right? But read, read what the text says. It says, a boxing tactic, tactic of pretending to be trapped against the ropes, goading an opponent to throwing, tiring, the most important word, ineffective punches. You know, when, when I say winners win and sometimes we may have to go a little longer, you know, the enemy is absolutely going to come at you. You are absolutely going to run into things that, that make you sometimes just lay up because we are overcomers we will win the fight and i'll let you swing away for a while until you tire yourself out and now it's my fight now now we fixing to flip this thing over a little bit and that's exactly what ali did in that fight he laid back and everybody's thinking man foreman is just taking it to ali he's just bashing him and beating him and before you know it ali said all right game change no more laying back. I see you're winded. I see you're tired. And he knocked him out, right? That's exactly what happened. That's, that's the same way we have to be uh, in, in our lives, in our Christian walk, in our professional lives, wherever we are. You know, the, the difficulties does not mean failure. It just means we've got to keep pushing a little bit. Maybe I've got to fight a little harder. I've got I to gotta look through some things. And for me, you know, on the, on the testimony side of it, you know, that's how it was, man. I'm telling you, 18 years later, and I kid you not, about every six months, somebody will, somebody will hit me with one of those rocks. And I'm like, God, how far did you have to go to get that rock? You know, it, it does not cease to amaze me that that's just how the world is. That's just where it's at. And I can decide to, to take that and be all upset because someone just hit me again with something that was, oh, well, hey, it was my fault, so they get to still hit me with it. Or I could say, whatever, man. It literally, we just blow right past it. We move right on because we are overcomers. He has already cleaned that, uh, and there are going to be there are going to be things that that come up for our young people, for our old people, for any of us. <laughs> um, winners win. I want you to remember that when you leave here tonight. Remember, winners win. Uh, we can we can do those things again. That doesn't mean that you won't have some fights, some very intense fights, some fights that that go into overtime, some fights that you absolutely you don't see how you're going to get through it. 
Uh, it doesn't mean all those things. What it does mean is that you will not stop until the victory is secured. That's what winners do. They do not quit. They do not stop. Um, we, we all have issues, again. You know, I mean, even, even still, uh, there, was, there was a song, one of the songs you played tonight, the Good, Good Father song. I, I love that song. I was listening to it a couple months back, and it was, you know, again, with the issues that we, we all go through things, and so some of that self-doubt still tries to creep in, even when we're aware of it, even when we're protecting from it, we're being guarded, but it still kind of creeps in there, and so sometimes that, that still takes place, and I was in one of those places where I was just like, man, dude, I've really been, you know, really been kind of slacking a little bit. I've been a little outside. You know, actually, I've been around the block from where I was supposed to be at, and so I was just being real with myself because... I don't lie to me. I may lie to you, but I don't lie to me. I'm, I'm honest with him when I'm like, you know, you see where I'm at, so I can't front it with you, you know. So I'm going through one of these things, and that, that song is, is being sang. We were actually, it was in worship. And in the, in the middle of that, I just kind of stopped, and, and I just asked him. I said, you know, it was, it was going through the part, the, the good, good father, and that's just who you are, and it's who I am. And I was just real for a second, and I was like, you know, do you love me right now? Like right now. Right now when you know what I've been doing, you know what I've been, been thinking, you know some of the things that I've been saying. Do you love me right now? You know? And it was just, it was, it was such a peace and a calmness when he said, absolutely, man. Right now is exactly where I wanted you to be at. You know, this, this place today, right now, the chair that you're sitting in, it's exactly where you're supposed to be for right now. The, the place that you are in your life or in your walk or in your career or with your boo, whatever, it's exactly where you were supposed to be. It may not be next week, but that's cool. You're going to go through that for a few years. You know? But it's, we are right. if we believe in the plan, right, and you guys know, know my, my scripture, I believe it. I live by it every single day, the, that Jeremiah 29, 11. He has a plan for us. That plan is to prosper me and not harm me, to give me hope and a future. And I believe in it. And so if we believe in that, and, and that's exactly where he, he kind of said to me during that conversation that, that I was having while Bradley was singing, is, you know, I love you right where you are right now, right in the middle of all the things that I'm teaching you about, because that's really what it is. It's a, it's a learning process, you know. Um, skills aren't aren't acquired in a day they're acquired daily you know and so the same process is some of the things that we have to learn from him some of the things that we have to learn to kind of shell and to not do and to you know man i really shouldn't have done that it's a process man so just understand shake it off and i i literally you know, i don't beat myself up anymore i just don't you know i may not feel good about it and i may feel like dang it man but it's quick lived i promise you when i have those things like just earlier, Stephen and I went and grabbed a coffee, and this old guy, like really older than you, old guy, like <laughs> cuts, us, cuts us right off in the parking lot, you know, and I'm mad, dude, and I punch him right in the mouth, you know, and then I thought, man, I shouldn't have, shouldn't have hit that old guy like that, but I'm kidding, obviously I didn't hit him in the mouth, you know, you'd see that, I punched him in the stomach, so... <laughs> no, but again, you know, things happen, man. Things are going to happen. You're going to lose your cool or you're going to act the way you shouldn't act. Do not walk around feeling like you've got to go back to the start of the line. 
That's not the way Christ works. When we slip up, we don't lose our spot in line and have to go back to the beginning. You can stand out of line for a while if you want to while you pout about how you messed up, or you can say, hey, thanks for checking me on that. Because if he didn't check you on it, you wouldn't be worrying about it. So if you're worrying about it, then he checked you. That's all you need. You got checked. You acknowledged it. I repented. I'm sorry. It's going to be at least three, four days before I do that again. I'm back on the right path, right? Because life's a reality. If, if, if repenting meant that we really never did it again, we only got about, you know, eight, nine more repentances left. And we're all out because we're duplicating all this thing. So because we, we commit the same sin again doesn't mean we're just habitual, you know, like, I don't care. I really wasn't sorry or I wouldn't do it again. Dude, that, that excuse doesn't work. That's going to play out really quickly if you really believe that, you know. We are, we are human beings. We're going to err. You're going to do things wrong. The difference is do not stay in that place. Do not, do not get entrapped in, in all the mud and muck that comes around with that bad spot. Recognize it. Realize it. Acknowledge that. Pray to him and move on. Get back to your spot in line and keep going. Don't be distracted by the people who say, oh, look at him. Now look at him. I saw him last week. Oh, he's all holy back in church now. No, I didn't quit being holy. I just continued to be a sinner, just like you are. And if I weren't, then this book right here wouldn't tell me to repent ye daily. It would say repent, and then you're good. It says repent ye daily. The reason it says that is because he knew beforehand how he made me and that I was going to mess up and that part of my messing up was going to make me better so that maybe the next time, there's a bigger gap between me needing to pray about that issue again. I made it a little farther this time, and next time I do it, you know what I'm going to do? He's going to check me on it. We're going to do the prayer. I'm going to say, I'm sorry, my bad. But we made it through. Help me to go longer this time. Help me to be more cautious, to be more guarded, uh, and, and to get through it. It doesn't mean that it's not coming back up again, okay? So the, the last thing, we'll close with this. You know, sometimes our, our microwave mentality messes us up in our Christian walks because we're, we're such a society that's the fast, you know, it's the drive-through, it's the right now, and I'm, you know, I'm the same way. I, I want it, I want it right now. Let's, let's do it, right? <laughs> we want to, we got to move forward. I'm going to move forward. You ain't distracting me. We're going to move right on, right on through that. Paul, don't be smiling at me just because you like my socks. Don't hate. Don't hate. Um, so we, uh, we, we feed ourselves into some of these positions because of that microwave mentality. Because I, I want to excel. I want to I get there quicker, be, you know, a winner, right? And so when I have difficulty in, in a task or, you know, I feel like I should be ahead of this, I get frustrated, you know, and, and more so in, in the Christian walk and spiritually that, you know, I should be much farther along than I am sometimes. That's kind of how we feel, like, man, you know, I'm kind of... I'm, I'm, several spaces back. So keep in mind the, the Jeremiah twenty nine eleven deal, right? Um, that God absolutely has a plan for you. Okay, that plan is to prosper you. Let's, let's do one of these, uh, well, what do we call it when everybody repeats after me, Simon says? I mean, what do you call it when you do it? We're making a declaration. That's the word I was looking for. We're going to make a declaration tonight. Okay, did I just say Simon says? In pair for declaration. Yeah, that works. Whatever. Yeah, I'm wearing a green shirt. I can do what I want to do. We're going to make a declaration tonight. Okay, say this with me. 
He has a plan for me. Say it like you believe it one time. Just one more time. He has a plan for me. What do winners do? Ah, come on, man. Let's, let's fire it up one time. I'm almost finished. It's going to be 8 15. I'm going to stop. Like we're in the pep rally at school. What do winners do? Winners what? Win. Yeah. Say it, say it with me. Say, winners win. Winners win. I am a winner. I win. I win. That's what I do. We're going to win, man. It's a, it's a, pro, not that, the repeating part is over. I appreciate the participation, but, yeah. So, winners win. You can do it. God has a plan for us. Trust in the plan. You know, the, the parts that you feel bad about or you feel like maybe you're, you're not really where you should be, just remember, you are exactly where he wants you. Even in the muck, even when you're in your bad part, even when you're feeling horrible because you knew you shouldn't have done what you just did, remember that even that was not an accident to God. The, the word says he's got the hair on my... Sorry, I'm going to look at somebody else. He's got the hair on my head counted, <laughs> right? So he knows exactly where we are. He knows all these things. He knew you were going to do what you did today, Paul. I'm not saying you did anything. You know what I'm he knew what we were going to do. He knew every bit of that. There are no accidents with him. There are no surprises. He's not tricked or, oh, I totally didn't see that coming. He knew what was going to happen, and the only reason you're going through it is so that you can learn from it so that he can take you to where he wants you at. You can't get there without being here, right? It's a line. So we're going to move through. Um, just to show you a little bit more of how his plan works and things unfold, I was supposed to speak here last Wednesday night, and and you guys were fortunate enough to hear Brother uh, Curtis Stacy, which was an upgrade. I'm not going to complain about that. So. But it was kind of cool that had I been here, I wouldn't have been able to do this. But it it, it just kind of worked out. I'm just finishing up my notes sitting on the back deck um, tonight, rushing over, and I hear this little beep-beep in the front yard. So I go over there, and it's the FedEx driver delivering some stuff. Bring me those over there, please, Shelby. Now, speaking of overcoming things, let me. we didn't really talk a whole lot about confidence. And when we believe in things and we say, you know, I can, I will, that's why I said, let's say it like winners because we've got we've to do it. We have to live in confidence, everything we do, okay? So my wife there, who's smoking hot, by the way, just helped out to bring me these. If you don't think that confidence works, look at this face. <laughs> and then look at who I married. Man, seriously? Come on. Confidence, man. You got to win sometimes. Winners win. Sometimes we upgrade. Sometimes you kind of, you know, you have to settle. Thank you for settling. But these, uh, these bracelets with Jeremiah 2911 came in the FedEx this afternoon. Uh, these are free. There are no charges for them. I just wanted it to be a reminder to anybody that wants one that whenever you have that tough day, when you're just getting kicked in the face and all the people at work are talking about you and whatever else you're going through, look down there and remember right where I'm supposed to be. I'm exactly where I'm supposed to be at right now. He's got a plan for me. I trust his plan. Whatever, man. We're going we're gonna to move through this. What do winners do? Winners win. One more time with some enthusiasm. Winners win, right? All right. Thanks for tuning in to this edition of Forward Church Online. At Forward, we believe that God speaks to each one of us individually, directing our lives and giving us focus. 
It is our desire that you would experience Christ and pursue His purpose for your life. One of the easiest ways to draw close to God is by connecting with the local church. Get started today by visiting myforwardchurch.org to find out all the ways that you can give, serve, and grow.